0: everyone and welcome to another episode of Paddock Chat, a West Midlands Group original podcast created to keep local growers in the loop without having to leave the paddock. I'm Erin O'Brien and I am the Beef Industry Development Officer at the West Midlands Group. For the next few weeks I will be your host for the podcast. In this episode our Executive Officer Nathan Craig caught up with Danielle Smith, Manager of the RSM Office in Mora, about the upcoming changes to the superannuation payment scheme. These changes are some of the first since the inception of the current scheme in 1992. The information provided in this podcast is general in nature and may not be wholly appropriate for your purposes or situation. We recommend that you seek appropriate professional advice before implementing actions based on the information provided in this podcast. This conversation was recorded in mid-June
1: 2021. So Janelle, if you'd like to just give us a little bit of background on yourself and your role in RSM.
2: Yeah, so I started here 10 years ago and started on super and then went to tax work and now came back to super and now I um, kind of Do a lot of the super here in Mora.
1: And so the federal budget for coming year, there's been some changes to superannuation. And today we'll talk through some of those changes and how it impacts both employers and employees and also retirees as well. The key thing for me being an employee is that uh, super contributions change uh, as of 1 July from 9.5%.
2: So those increases start as at 1 July 2021. It will go up by 0.5% yep. each year. So it starts at 95 and then it continually goes up till it hits 12%. The
1: employment contracts are normally are either a rate of pay exclusive or inclusive of superannuation.
2: Correct, yeah. It just depends on how it's been signed with each employee. It does have the potential to decrease their take-home if it's an inclusive package. So that is something to think of. And it's also something that as an employer, your payroll system capabilities. So just making sure that your payroll system is ready to go with those um, super guarantee payments, because you'll be required to pay that extra 0.5%. So you don't want to get that wrong straight away. You've got the big name software companies. I think that the change is automatically happening. It's the people who have like older versions and then they haven't upgraded. So those people are the ones that need to be aware.
1: Worthwhile once 1st of July ticks over, making sure that the, the latest update is there for your software.
2: That's right.
1: Right, that's right. Is there a way that you can easily find that out with your existing accounting or payroll software? I think if you look through
2: your software programs, most of them are probably ready to go. It's just double checking that you have made sure it's there, and I I think it's straightforward through your payroll system. So just double check it before you go through, but you should be able to do it with most of the major systems.
1: So Danielle, can you give us a bit of a summary of what the proposed changes are for 2022, in addition to uh, the changes that will come through on July one, 2021?
2: Yeah. So the main proposals that the government are thinking about putting into effect from 1 July 2022 is they're going to repeal the work test for some voluntary contributions. They're discussing reduction in the age limit for the downsizer contributions that are already earlier in the or earlier a couple of years ago. Ending the first home super saver scheme. Changes to the residency rules for the superannuation funds change to the minimum wage threshold for super guarantee they're thinking of abolishing that
1: when do they actually get voted on when do they come into effect
2: um it depends on when it goes through parliament so we're just waiting to hear when that clears um and hopefully everything will get the green light so
1: first of july first of july 2022 yes yep. a lot of our farming members in the region are employers what does the new proposals kind of potentially mean for them
2: um, I guess the minimum wage threshold, so that's something that they've talked about, which is um, quite important, I guess. So anyone who is earning under $450 a month going forward would still be eligible for Super Guarantee, In up to, you know, this proposal, um, if somebody was making only 450 per month, that you didn't have to pay them any super, whereas now you will have to pay them. And I think they're really looking at statistics on it. mothers, single mothers, who are maybe having a couple jobs here and there and they're actually earning more than that 450 but with one employer it was under 450 so they weren't getting any money into super. Whereas now that hopefully will change and they'll start building up some super going forward. You know, you're, you're starting gross monthly income. If you say it was only $100 a month, you now at retirement, at age, you know, if you started at 30 and you're retiring at 67, you know, you have an extra $12,000 sitting in there. So that's better than a zero balance. And they're saying if you have 450 a month, that at the age of 67, that's roughly $58,000.
1: And I guess that, that's the key thing about superannuation is that it is a long-term cumulative game, and that yeah, the longer, the more money you can put in, the longer it stays there, then then it really does start to accumulate over time.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's right. You're better to sit and hold than take it out.
1: And so there's also change to the first home saver scheme would be applicable to some people, particularly employees.
2: From the 1st of July 2017, it came into law that people can make vol- voluntary contributions and inv- involuntary contributions into the super fund, and they can use that money to purchase a home, their own first home. Um, you had to meet some criteria, so you have never owned a home in Australia before, and uh, you have previously requested the commissioner to issue a first home saver scheme release authority before. And so you you would basically get your $30,000 plus any earnings that you had made in that time frame from any of those contributions, and you. Were able to take those out and purchase your first home as with a deposit. So one of the proposals is to change from thirty thousand to fifty thousand. So just giving that extra bit of deposit going forward.
1: And yeah, housing affordability is is often on the on the radar. Yeah. And, and it's important, too, to point out that it's it's just the voluntary contributions that you can draw upon and not your normal superannual. Correct.
2: Like, well, it's your voluntary in, in the voluntary ones that you put in. So any super guarantee contributions, they don't fit into this. So if it's just employer funds that are going in, then that's different. Uh,
1: and then something else that may be applicable to people looking to retire, some changes to thresholds and ages.
2: So in the there's a, a scheme called the downsizer scheme, which that came into effect on the first of July, two thousand and eighteen. And what that is is anyone over the age of sixty five or older, they could take proceeds from the sale of their home, of their the one that they actually lived in, and they can put up to three hundred thousand dollars each. So if you had two members, like a husband and wife, sell their the home that they lived in, their, their main residence, they could put three hundred thousand dollars each into the superannuation fund. So. But that was one way to get more money in, into it. So the proposal is to change that from the age 65 to 60. So that means, you know, you can sell it when you're a little bit younger to get that funds in just a little bit sooner than at 65. So the only thing is that um, you, you have owned the house. So you and your spouse have owned the house for more than 10 years prior to this sale. The property has to be in Australia. Um, the proceeds will be exempt or partially exempt from CGT under the main resident exemption. Um, you can provide the super fund with a downsizer contribution form you have to make sure you send that form in but you have to do that prior to or on the day that the payment is made to the super fund and then you have to make sure that the contribution is within 90 days of them receiving the proceeds of the sale so i guess it's kind of working out when you turn that age so say you were going to turn 15 on before you sell it well you know maybe it's best to kind of wait until you turn 60 with the new proposal so maybe it's best to just wait that extra you know few months make sure you hit that age and then sell it so you can get that those funds in and you have to make sure you can only do this once, so if you've previously made a downsizer contribution, you can't do it again. But it's a good way to get more funds in for people who no longer have the ability to get money into the super fund. Uh,
1: in terms, of the, so that's with housing. Is is there a similar thing for, say, like sale of farmland? If well, the no,
2: that's a bit, that would be a bit different. I guess people have, people do have farmland in the superannuation fund. So a lot of self managed super funds do have the farmland and the way it's been put in as commercial land. You have to be careful on how you put it in. I guess that's the one thing with self managed super funds. Um, every, even though there's, there's a lot of people who like to sit at the bar and say, this is a great idea, let's do this. I think everyone is individual and they do need to make sure that they seek financial advice and assistance on, on doing it um, just because you don't want to stuff it up. Because if they do stuff it up, there's quite a lot of penalties. But it's just making sure you do it properly and you tick those boxes.
0: In this short break, the West Midlands Group would like to acknowledge and warmly thank Kira for her efforts in getting this podcast up and running over the past year. We wish her all the best in her future endeavours. Now, back to today's episode.
1: So, Danelle, what are some of the considerations for some of the older uh, retirees or people that are getting close to retirement?
2: In general, You can contribute to your superannuation fund when you, well, under the age of 67, you can contribute, you can make any type of contribution to your super fund. You're allowed to put the the concessional and non-concessional into your super fund without a problem. Um, Between the ages of 67 to 74, you can accept compulsory employer contributions, the downsizer contributions, or you have to satisfy a work test. And after the age of 75, the only thing you can really put in is the downsizer or your compulsory employer contributions. So the work test is just making sure that you're gainfully employed for at least 40 hours Hours during a 30-day period, um, you have to make sure you meet that annual test. But each year, you're going to have to, to redo it. If you did receive JobKeeper in that year during COVID times, that actually they'll say that that is accepted as gainfully employed because you, you were able to receive the JobKeeper, so it still works. But the proposal at the first for the first of July, 2022, is to abolish that work test for 67 to 74 year olds for any non-concessional or salary sacrifice contributions. So those that are still concessional, so those you want to use against your tax returns, that you'd still have to meet that work test because it's requiring you to work but if not you can still maybe get that hundred and ten thousand dollars in so I guess the other thing is looking at it, the contribution cap index is kind of, it's changing. So the average weekly ordinary time earnings, it's going up. So as at 1 July 2021, your concessional contributions will go up to 27 and your non-concessional contributions will go up to 110,000, which means if you are eligible to do carry forward, so that's when you put your three years in as one big pot, you'll be able to put in 130,000. So those are for um, any anybody who can actually put in their contributions as concessional, so tax deductible returns or non-deductible those are your non-concessional cap and it's anyone who has less than 1.7 million in their superannuation fund so if you have that over that one point going up to 1.7 million as at the first of july 2021 then you're kind of out of luck with non-concessional contributions regardless they've decided you know you can't put any um, after-tax funds in but you can still put in that 27.5, which is
1: quite handy so let's look at some of the considerations for people that are in the middle stages of their life, what they can do to optimise their superannuation.
2: Yeah, so I will talk about carry forward just because it's something that is is quite useful, I think. It's not new. It's been around for a while now. But from the 2019-2020 year, you can access any unused concessional cap amounts from prior years. And you can use these caps for up to five previous years. So starting from the 2018-19 year going forward. So the conditions are your total super balance at the end of June, that previous year, has to be less than $500,000. And you made contributions in the financial year that exceed your general Contribution cap. So going back, so say in the 1819 year, you had contributions made in that year of $20,000, and your cap was $25,000. So you've got $5,000 sitting there that was unused in that financial year. So you could actually technically use it in the next financial year. So instead of using the $25,000 in the 1920 year, you could have actually made $30,000 if you had a balance under the $500,000. And you can keep holding on to it as long as you use it within that five-year time frame. So if you had the $5,000, you just have to make sure you use that extra unused cap by the 2023 year, because in the 2024 year, it would be gone. But it gives it's a good opportunity for people to still get extra funds in, especially because they've got the lower balance of 500000 It can give them quite a boost and it can give them a good tax deduction in that year, So, which is also quite helpful.
1: And so a lot of these changes to superannuation is really focused around trying to get uh, employees and then you know, people in general to use their super funds more effectively and yeah. to, to set themselves up for that longer term.
2: Yeah, I think it's, you know, you're trying to get more funds in now so that you don't have to stress down the track that you, you do pay less tax to have the funds in your super fund on any income earned. So that's, you know, that you're, t- you're ticking that box there. But it also means, you know, maybe perhaps you don't have to have the government pension straight away. You know, you do have your assets in your super fund to kind of help you out down the track when you when you get older.
1: So, Danelle, where can our listeners go for more advice and, and learn more about uh, how they can use their superannuation more effectively.
2: It's best to either contact your commercial fund just to find out um, what you can and can't do, financial advisors, what you can and can't do. Um, unfortunately, as an accountants, we're not allowed to give advice with it, but um, we can point you in the direction of someone who can. And things that you carry forward, a lot of it you can find with your MyGov. So if you go on the ATO online through your MyGov account, so if you just go into MyGov, you know how there's a the little box that says ATO. Log on to the ATO through that, and you just select your superannuation, because you, it, it's quite simple to find, and just navigate yourself to carry. Forward concessional contributions and you can see exactly what you've got there sitting there. It also helps you with your total super balance, what you can see. Um, yeah, it's it's quite straightforward and it's quite helpful. So hopefully they're trying to make the end user, I guess the employee, see exactly what they have.
1: And yeah, that's one of the benefits of everything being online now is that things are a lot more accessible and to know both what your salary and your super contributions are doing. Yeah, and there's a whole range of other things in there as well. Yeah,
2: that's right. And also to just have a look when you do get your Mm -hmm. commercial information and just have a look see what you're doing see if you can change it up if you want to change it up because there's different ways that you can be risk averse or take advantage of that risk depending on where you're sitting at so yeah just having a look at what's in your fund because i think a lot of people don't They just let their, you know, they get their super guarantee and it goes away and they don't think about it until they get a lot closer and then they think, oh no, what do I have? What, what can I do? So I think it's just, yeah, getting involved and, um, yeah, making sure you know what you've got because it's your money in the end, isn't it? Yeah,
1: and, and that's one of the key points is that while it's probably not on the radar now because superannuation is for retirement, the money you make now, especially young, you know, if you're young and starting in the workplace, that's actually the most valuable money in your whole superannuation because it's there for the longest period of time.
2: That's right. It's just- just sitting there earning for you
1: to summarize the big change is that as of first of july 2021 so coming up in a couple yep. of weeks time yep. we've got the jump up of half a percent increasing super to 10 correct uh, is there any other permanent changes coming into force on the first of july this year
2: uh, yeah, that's the cap indexation. That's the cap. So that's going to go up to the 275 for concessional contributions and yep. employer contributions. And your non-concessional cap will go to the 110,000.
1: And then coming forward in another year's time, the other ones that we've talked about being discussed or debated yeah. and they look, will hopefully look to be passed in. Yeah,
2: hopefully as long as they get the green light, then yes. So they're still sitting with Parliament, but we'll hopefully get a yes from them.
1: In general, do you have a handful of go-to tips for superannuation?
2: I guess it's just know what's in your fund. Have a look at the ATO and ask questions. Just ask questions. It's really simple. If you don't know, um, there's people that here that can help. I, maybe I can't give you specific advice, but I can give you general advice. I can tell you what the facts are. A lot of it is on the website. You go to the ATO website. It's all there. And if something gets a little bit difficult or just, yeah, give us a ring, we can always help.
1: What keeps you interested or what makes you excited about accounting and superannuation? Um, I guess
2: living in a farming community and it's just an exciting... It's a wonderful people, very strong people and it's great to be part of. It keeps me motivated knowing that you're helping people that are genuine and yeah, I guess I just like helping people that you know.
0: That brings us to the end of today's episode. Thanks to Danelle for being so generous with her time and knowledge. The key messages from today include... The superannuation scheme is changing over the next couple of years. Keep your eye on these. The employer rate of contribution will increase from 9.5% to 10% on July 1st this year. Check that your accounting or payroll software is up to date with the current changes to make it easier for your business. The best way to receive our updates and stay in the loop with the latest in local research and results is by becoming a West Midlands Group member. Our members are an essential part of why we do what we do and we pride ourselves on ensuring members like you receive relevant, innovative information. You'll save hours of your valuable time with easy access to the most relevant and up-to-date information you really need. Our membership gets you early access to our workshops, free or discounted entry for up to three farm business members to our major events, exclusive access to our member-only publications like our technical newsletter the West Midlands Group quarterly. For more info, visit our website where you can sign up anytime. I'd like to thank our sponsors and members, without whom this would not be possible. See you next time for some more paddock chat. Local knowledge from a paddock near you.